0: Welcome to the first episode of Millennial Pagan Podcast. You're yes. listening to Autumn Wolf.
1: And Jared Stone. Welcome.
0: Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast.
1: Yeah, so uh, so what 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 exactly is uh, Millennial Pagan Podcast? I know a bunch of people are probably tuning in for the first time.
0: Well, everyone's turn- and- tuning tuning into the first time because it's our first episode. Millennial Pagan Podcast is a voice of the growing number of pagan millennials and our brand of witchcraft, magic, practice, and worship. Our goal is to explore the future of paganism through the tough and controversial topics affecting pagans, witches, polytheists, and occults.
1: So so essentially just paganism for the new age.
0: What we're going to do with it.
1: And what we're going to do with it.
0: Yep. I like that. Alright, so in our first episode, I was hoping that we'd focus a lot on our coming of witch stories. I know a lot of people think those are very important stories to hear, and since you and I are always going to be on this podcast thing we yeah. might as well get that out of the way and that way we don't continually repeat ourselves and everybody kind of knows where we're coming from as the hosts yeah, i
1: think i think that sounds like a good idea um i mean i know you're you're a little bit more versed in it you've been in in it a little bit longer than i have so why don't you go ahead and start with uh, start with your story
0: well my story kind of starts from like the beginning of time when dinosaurs ruled the 90s
1: wait the the 90s
0: yeah because i'm a millennial And so a lot of us when we were growing up had some pretty positive images of witches, right? I mean, Samantha being the first and bewitched. But then we got Sabrina and then Charmed rolled around. And I grew up with these images thinking that witches were always a good force. Okay. Sometimes a little anticle. But anyway, and Charmed actually, was the first time I heard the word Wicca. And it was an episode where... Wyatt was born it was right around the time that I now know as in bulk in the episode and they were talking about the Wiccan Festival of Lights and so I was like well what's this word Wiccan is this actually real or is it more fantasy and I jumped up on the internet and looked it up and well lo and behold Wicca <laughs> is an actual thing and I started reading more about it and it just jived with me um, I was raised Catholic Roman Catholic in a very Roman Catholic household and I kind of about the same time that I learned about what Wicca was was when biology they start teaching you that The sperm attaches to the egg and so you need these two different sections to really develop life Mm -hmm. and I was like Okay, but you're telling me in church that a guy did all this and it's perfect all by himself
1: yeah, no, if, if a guy does it, it's not completely perfect. I can tell you that right now from experience.
0: He said it, not me.
1: It's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy. I can change if I have to, I guess.
0: Oh. Anyway, like I was saying, these kind of things really just, it made sense to me to hear about a religion where deity was both female and male, that both of them had a hand in it together. I always kind of felt... You know, two heads are better than one. So it didn't really matter gender as far as I was concerned up until biology really explained that to me. Mm -hmm. And that's when Wicca really felt like it was home. Um, I like to say that I blew the door off of my broom closet the moment I found it out. It was out of naivety that I didn't think to not tell the whole planet, (laughs) hey, there's this thing and it works. Oh, my goodness. I grew up in the south. The South, yeah, the 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 buckle of the Bible Belt, Uh, to be exact. Um, so I gave myself a harder childhood than I really needed to by being so open, and because of that, I decided old when I got older and a little bit wiser that I've already gone through pretty much everything anybody can throw at me. My high school tried to kick me out. I had a lot of problems in college because, well, nobody really knew what witchcraft and Wicca was, and uh, just Didn't like me because of it.
1: It didn't didn't have a good light in that area.
0: No, not at all. Which is actually surprising because once I started getting out into the community, I learned how big the community actually is in Atlanta and in the Georgia area. But just wasn't in the town that I grew up in. Uh It wasn't open. It was kind of hush-hush in the dark. Like, let's protect ourselves because we'll lose our jobs. Which also happened to me. So... Now that I'm older, wiser, I've decided let's just keep the door off the hinges. No point in putting it back on, and I'm pretty open about it now um, in my adult years, quote unquote. Um, we're,
1: we're not we're not really adults. No,
0: we're adultish. We're
1: we're we're adultish. We're 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 adults by by law or That's by but, government, but um,
0: hmm. not
1: by the way we act.
0: <laughs> not by the way you act.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: <laughs> so. For the most part, like I said, went through everything you could practically think about and decided to stick with it. Um, As far as that goes, in case people are wondering, like I said, high school tried to kick me out. had problems with roommates in college, um, lost a job with a company that is protected because it was a Christian for-profit organization. So after all those things, going through college and trying really hard to finish college in a timely manner, I made the brilliant decision to help ask the goddess for help. Now you're thinking, everyone's thinking, that's a pretty great idea. Yeah, she's going to help you get through it. Yeah, I didn't name a goddess. Mm -hmm. I didn't um, ask for anything specific. I just said, help me get through this. Get me through this, and then I will focus on you.
1: So it was like one of those open form letters to the gods and goddesses. Whichever one decided to pick it up was going to pick it up.
0: And I have a pretty good idea Mm -hmm. now who picked it up. I'm not 100% sure. It could definitely be somebody completely different. But when I finished college about a year later, I heard this knocking on a door saying, Hey, you said you'd focus on me now. Time to focus on me now. And I was like, okay. As a kid, when my... um, Grandmother found out about what I was doing. She said, no, not in my house. And for the most part, I respected that. So I really never studied any farther than the first three books I picked up. So I went, okay, I picked up those three books, read them. And she's like, okay, now what? I went online and I found a coven in the area that was specifically for education. Their whole thing was they were a teaching coven. And boy, did they teach. If I had found them while I was still in college, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with the workload, but these mm-hmm. women were amazing. They were the first real group that I found. and they helped me get through pretty much that 101 phase, that beginner stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out to, out here to Arizona. And I wasn't able to continue the relationship as strongly as I wanted with that coven. And when I got out here, I was like, okay, I still want to keep reading. I don't want anybody to tell me what to read, though. I have all these new books told to me about what I can read and what I can't. And I was like, I just want to read everything. But I need something to kind of keep me on track. And it was also another one of those moments where the goddess is like, you got to do more for me. And I wasn't finding what I wanted, and I said, you know what, if it's not there, make it yourself. So I made what is now Pegan Book Talk Phoenix Valley. And because of that, um, I've been able to finish like three lists that I've made myself of books I wanted to read. I'm in the middle of another book list, and it's just been great until a little recently. The goddess is back knocking on that door. (laughs) And I'm realizing when I said, get me through this, and I'll I'll get back to you. I'll get to you. I'll help you. I was promising her work, Uh that I would work for her. And I know a lot of people will remember hearing about others talking about the call to service. And you hear it a lot with Christian faith with pastors. And I feel I don't want to, like, Put this on holy this holy burden upon myself, but I do feel like she has a plan for me, and it has something to do with getting her out there. Okay. So, hence why we have a podcast today. <laughs> um, my whole thing is to give a positive light on paganism to get it out in the normal media, not just our media. Okay. So that's my story. What's yours?
1: <laughs> All right. So my my story is uh. Quite interesting. Um, so when I was born, I was actually born into a Christian household. Dad was a Christian mini- uh, missionary, and Mom was along for the ride. And I, for for lack of a better term, religiously went to church every Sunday, and then also, again, when we had Bible studies, like in mid midweek, my parents would force me to go. And I I, I use the term force, but I don't, at the time, I didn't know any better. It's the world that I knew, so I went along with it.
0: So you had a more positive experience with it than I did growing up. Right. I was forced and I was bored, yeah. Yeah,
1: it -hmm. it, it was one of those, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to church on Sunday. Um, And then when I started getting older, I'd say probably around the age of 12, um, I started experiencing, noticeably experiencing a lot more things outside of the realm of what church taught me, mm-hmm. quote-unquote church. And it kind of started getting me to look back on my lineage and, and try to explore a little bit on the outside of what, what the Bible says. And that's when I had my first, I'll say supernatural experience where I actually got thrown up against the wall by a ghost or entity or something that could not be explained and was considered, quote unquote, evil by the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And from that point, I started experiencing a little bit more into the supernatural realm. And... I just I, I i'd always felt like there there was more. I felt a pull for something else, and uh, when I started actually doing a lot more research into it, I, I took a world religions class that had three days on different types of religions, and then an entire week of Christian faith religions. <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't really a religious
0: a right. religious course. Right.
1: Um, so then I, I decided, you know, I have to go out and look for it a little bit more. And it, it was around this time where uh, my dad started having um, heart episodes. Mm-hmm. And it really shook my Christian faith.
0: Right.
1: And it, it, it was a snowball effect. When my dad had his first heart attack, I, I don't want to say I was angry at the Christian God. Mm-hmm. I was angry at the church because of how my family was treated because we were the old folks in this new church it had taken on so many evolutions in the past few years
0: so you were sticking through all these evolutions and because of that the new people just didn't
1: yeah yeah They, they, they they associated us with the with the old school okay and so that really, really rocked my faith. Right. Um, and it was it was about the time I'd say about a year before my dad actually uh, actually passed. He, um, uh, I I I, I want to say it was about two thousand nine. Uh, I got a visit from a ancestor. Oh. Yeah, and it, it, some people call it, you know call it what you will, call it a dream, call it a vision, but I got visited by one of my mom's side ancestry that I actually dated back to. I'm pretty sure it was Aztec. Oh, so it was one of the old
0: wow old religions. Wow,
1: and it all the the only words were there's something more than what you believe. Wow, and. He said it in, I'm pretty sure it was an Aztec language, but I understood it right. fully. It was of the strangest thing. Of and
0: I'm going to pause you yeah, for just a ahead. second. I want our listeners to realize that every time I've been in circle with him, he has such deep experiences. Mm-hmm. So hearing this, some people might be like, far fetched, like, <laughs> what well, was he smoking? No, <laughs> I have gone to rituals. Having spent the whole day with him, clean as can be, mm-hmm. man just just goes deep. Yeah, he's got a connection there.
1: I, I it, it's something, and and it, which is kind of funny uh, that, that you say that because it was actually one of our um, one of our groups' uh, mm-hmm. magical Thursdays of the first one that we had mm-hmm. where we, we just got together and just it, it was more like a informal school, informal right. teachings, and there was this uh, we were kind of going around in the circle we were talking about just how we were, how we were doing. And this phrase kept coming up to me. And I'm pretty sure you remember it is, I'm new to the magic, but the magic's not new to me. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think it was from that point where I got that visit where I realized this has been here my entire life.
0: It's in the blood.
1: It's in the blood. And the funny thing is, every time I would bring it up to my mom or to my dad, they'd say, no, that's not true. It's not real. It's... You know, it was a dream, all this stuff. So I was really deterred from it.
0: About what age did this vision come to you? In uh, 2009, yeah, was, you said? Yeah, oh, it was okay.
1: 2009. So mm-hmm. I was, jeez, how old am I now?
0: <laughs> old.
1: Old. I'm, 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 I'm 32. Uh, 30,
0: so he's officially a millennial.
1: Yeah, I'm officially a millennial. Okay. I'm I'm on, I'm on the cusp.
0: You're allowed to be <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs>
1: um, But... It was from that point where i really started not fitting in with the church right so against my mother and father's wishes i left the church and i decided i'm going to go try to find something on my own
0: right
1: um i ended up in another christian church
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it was a little bit more open-minded and they accepted me a little bit more for one of the big things that my old church looked down on was i participated in the rocky horror picture show right and my whole thing with that is, and even even with the Christian mindset that I had back then, right. we're making these people outcasts. This is why people get, get together in groups and go do the Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Shows, because they feel like outcasts. Why do I not go to them? Because that's, I believe, what Jesus would have done.
0: Right.
1: And I felt a, a strong calling to show them... The love and appreciation of who I believed was my my deity at the time, which was God, and show them there's more to your outcasts. You know there, there's some there's people out here who sh- can show you the love that you deserve, mm-hmm. and whether it was that God, whether it was a different God or goddess using me to show these people who, who they believe they were outcasts of society, to show them that they are loved, that they're accepted. And I've had several of them throughout the six, seven years that I was a part of this thing say, it was because of you I kept coming back, and it was because of you I didn't stop myself. I didn't stop mm-hmm. existing.
0: Right.
1: Um, so fast forward a couple years, I'm just doing my own searches. I really never found anything. Right. Until
0: autumn
1: <laughs> kind of came back into my life Oh no! so uh we it's worked to- it's all your fault we kind of we worked together for a while and we kind of lost communication for a couple years mm-hmm. uh and then we just found each other on facebook and started hanging out and it wasn't really i mean it was an open invitation for for me to go uh to beltane
0: mm-hmm.
1: which uh is coming up and it's This was only a year ago.
0: Oh my goodness! It's almost a year. Almost
1: a year. Um, And then it was from that point where I found what I believe I was looking for, and it Mm -hmm. was multi theism. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, my entire life I was monotheistic, and now I see more the benefits of polytheism. And Mm -hmm. I personally, I, I. I love it because you can take from one from one thing and another and put it together and make your own belief structure, Mm -hmm. as long as it just follows, you know, the the main guideline of, you know, though it, you know, it it shouldn't harm anybody,
0: right? Of course.
1: So I kind of, you know, I'm appreciative of that, and now I know that what I was searching for, I've had my entire life. It was just sitting in the background and it was paganism.
0: Amazing.
1: So it's kind of I mean, I I still have, you know, I still have my my markings, my tattoos from my Christian days. Right. But they take on a new meaning now.
0: And you have no feelings towards removing them? You're gonna keep them? I no.
1: I, I it's a part of my life. And I would rather keep them because it's a part of my story. It's a part of my mm-hmm. journey. And it was one of the many cobblestones in my path.
0: Right. Mm, um, my personal feelings on religion is that it's fluid.
1: You're it's mm-hmm. going
0: to con- you're gonna continue to change your whole life. Uh, I have been fortunate enough to um, say that the moment I found Wicca, I've identified as a Wiccan that day forward. Um, I haven't read anything that tells me Wicca is not what I am. I've added and I've subtracted. Um, I've been very fortunate that I feel this openness about it as well. Um, Going back to what you were talking about as far as you had a visit. Uh, something I didn't mention before mm-hmm. was as a very young child, the first time I suffered depression, I was also experiencing the first time I was having visions and a deja vu sense. As a child, I would have visions either in dreaming or in Passing and they would be very vivid. I could hear a whole conversation and then it would reoccur. And at some points, I could hear both sides of the conversation going at once, like both options. Mm-hmm. And I could choose in that moment, once I recognized that that was what was happening, which conversation I wanted. Um, I have since had a little bit of a change. Um, a lot of what I have now are random words not mo- not all the, the vivid visions like I used to have. Like sometimes in the middle of a conversation, I'll hear some voice in the background saying something um, to me and to the effect of what, what what's important in the future or something that I need to keep in mind. Um, I've always had this ringing in my right ear, and I know that means there's trouble, so you'd better pay attention, girl, <laughs> um, which has been super helpful as a security guard. <laughs> and um, so, do you have any kind of you'd say sixth sense feelings? I or?
1: I do. Um, I've I've always felt protective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've always been the the type of person who's very protective of anybody, whether they're close to me or whether they they just need protection for one reason or another. Right. And uh, the funny thing is, I've actually been told by a three year old <laughs> that I have very pretty wings.
0: They have the biggest eyes. I
1: know. Um, that I have very pretty wings and that I'm uh, very strong to help protect and that's kind of what what I, I've, I've kind of noticed is everything that I do it's healing protection um, both mentally and physically and in some some cases spiritually as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I kind of feel like that's kind of what I'm what I've been called to do is to be the the protector the warrior not just you know go, charging into the battlefield but being there for those that are in the trenches with me
0: more like a paladin than a fighter yeah mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of funny because it's my D character as well <laughs> um i
0: i want to see what happens after you get some reiki training <laughs> i really do
1: i i've been thinking about it okay i have been thinking about it um but one of the other things that i've noticed too is and e- even looking back on my life i've actually had the ability to have one final communication with those that have passed mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is is like i i didn't really recognize it as first i just thought they were dreams but mm-hmm. uh when it when it actually hit me when i realized I just found out somebody died a day before. Somebody actually told me was uh, a friend of mine in high school. His name's Anthony. Um, Big guy, hard to miss, great guy. And I remember this vividly. Uh, it, It was a dark room, and there was a table, and I'm sitting at the table, and out of the darkness, he just walks up and sits down right in front of me, and we're playing chess, which was actually how I met him, how we said hello for the first time and we just started having a conversation and he just kind of looks at me and says so um you're gonna get a call tomorrow it's gonna let you know that i've passed don't be surprised (laughs) and sure enough the next day about two o'clock and i remember this because it was a saturday and it was significant because it was my high school drama teacher that Mm -hmm. called me and she said I want to let you know that anthony uh suddenly died yesterday and i just kind of was taken aback and i was like i already knew this how did i already know this Mm -hmm. and then that vision played again in my head Mm -hmm. i was like i was there um and it's happened with various people
0: right
1: and the the one thing that I'm, i'm actually you know kind of sad about this is when my dad passed i never had that with him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i don't know why
0: right
1: so it's kind of like one of those it's 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 there Mm -hmm. but i haven't had it with somebody like super close with me like fam familial right so that's kind of kind of interesting i don't know Mm -hmm. if that means anything but
0: you know, I, I don't get that, to be mm-hmm. able to speak with the dead. The closest I came was last hour and it's ritual. But I have always had the bad things come in threes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time my knee dislocated when I was a child uh, was the second of three. I don't remember the first one, but literally that evening we got a call that my maternal grandmother had passed. And my dad was on the phone. I knew he was on the phone with my mother's sister-in-law. I didn't, they didn't say anything that should have indicated what happened um, from what I could hear the conversation, but I knew what the call Mm -hmm. was. Um, And I literally said to myself, bad things come in threes, because it was the third and the final was, um, and then my dad walks into my room because I couldn't move off my bed because just dislocated my knee a couple hours ago. Yeah. And he says, your grandmother's passed. And I said, okay, I know. And he's like were you listening in it was like yeah i could hear your conversation but i i just knew that mm-hmm. and so i have had those kind of deja vu moments but i haven't had the ability to communicate with the dead except for yeah or those who have passed so
1: yeah that's that's one thing that i've um, like i Actually, Samhain was mm-hmm. kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, now that you mention it, I'm I'm actually thinking back to it because we had that, that journey to the cabin. Right. I remember that. It was um, a great guided meditation, I will say that. Oh. It was wonderful.
0: First time I balled my eyes out in circle. Yeah. Literally.
1: And thinking back, I, I remember my dad was there. We didn't talk. We just sat there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that, that was enough. Right. You know.
0: And that Samhain, I was really thinking it was the first Samhain that I had, like, close family or people who had been around me my whole enti- entire childhood who had passed. And I was feeling really down because I didn't give um, who I consider my step-grandfather a lot of attention. He had a very specific way of saying hi to me. He had um, a he has, had a New York accent, uh, was an Italian New Yorker, and a heavy smoker, and uh had that whiskey kind of sound to his voice, mm-hmm. and he, you know, the New York hey hey. He'd always go hey hey in my name, and it was a shortened version of my name, and he elongated it and. I sat down, and I was thinking to myself, and I heard that crystal clear. Like, uh-huh. literally, he was in the room. And I, that's when the tears hit, and I'm gonna cry now. <laughs> Cause it was just, it was the first time I really felt a presence in a circle where somebody walked in, touched my shoulder, and li- literally talked to me. It was, ugh. Oh. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: <laughs> we, it was it was one of those. It was one of, one of those films. for
0: everyone, and that yeah. was a. Sh- I was shocked about that because this was a new coven that we just joined, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, so do you think we've kind of I, I, I summarized kinda... what our stories are, or coming of which stories? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I I think it's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, if, for for everybody, mm-hmm. it's different. Oh yeah, and. You know, these are just two stories in a vast, vast history of even just the people that we know.
0: Oh yeah, everyone has a little bit of a difference. There's always so many things that we can pinpoint. Go, hey, yeah, hey, I had that moment too. <laughs>
1: But I mean, and, and through, you know, through the, hopefully the next coming episodes where you guys are listening in, we're going to talk to some people that, you know, and kind of get their stories too. And mm-hmm. hopefully one of the big things, and, you know, if, if you are pagan, if you're thinking of it, or if you're just stumbling upon this podcast, maybe there's going to be a trigger point for you where you say, Oh, that happened to me. Yep. So hopefully if you're listening, you know and and we kind of want you to share that experience with us too because yeah yeah. this isn't this isn't us talking at you
0: we want this to be a a open dialogue this Mm -hmm. is a discussion of voice for all pagans specifically millennials just because we're what's next Mm -hmm. we are going to have to keep Llewellyn going we're going to have to keep wiser books going we're going to have to keep pagan prides going Mm -hmm. so i want to kind of jump the bandwagon and Get us moving and doing these things and yeah. being out in the community. I wanna like light a fire under everyone's <laughs> butts and go, hey, if you're pagan, let's make this an actual movement. Now is the time. We're seeing yeah. our generation making movements and strives politically and socially. It's perfect time for us to come out and say, Hey, we're here. We're not going to turn you into frogs. <laughs> Please respect us. That's all we want.
1: Which I, I actually have—I have, I have kind of a silly story.
0: Oh, give me your story. So,
1: um, this past—I okay. I want to say about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I uh, so I'm a uh, training manager at a call center. That's, right. that's my my muggle job. Your day job. Uh, my day job. My day job. Um, and the conversation came up of my necklace, and you, uh-huh. you've seen it. I'm not right. wearing it right now, but. Um, I know it's in my room i know exactly where it is okay. i had to take it off um but it's a uh helm of awe with three horns of odin and uh rune of room protection or protection mm-hmm. runes around it and somebody looked at it and they kind of jokingly say you know is, does that mean you're a witch and i just kind of i was kind of sitting there for a second i'm like yeah <laughs> i am a witch oh and it was the first time that in a mixed uh, audience, mm-hmm. I actually said, I am a witch. <sighs> and the funny thing is, like, a couple days prior, a couple of the girls in the back were talking about, you know, about Christians and all that stuff, because uh, Easter had just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of sitting there going, Wow. If I do say something, I could definitely peeve some people off in this class. Mm-hmm. But it was like a like not even a second thought. I just said, "Yeah, I'm a witch," and then we got on the conversation of it, and everybody was like, for I'd say eighty mm-hmm. percent, very accepting, mm-hmm. and they were intrigued. And I even had one guy say, I, "Excuse me, I practiced when I was younger." Mm-hmm. And you kind of inspired me to go back to it. Pick it up. Pick it back yeah. up. And I'm like, oh. Huh. Yeah. So that's what that's
0: like. Neato.
1: So, I mean, it, it's just kind of one of those empowering moments. It, it, even even just for me being what I still consider an infant witch. Right. Just to be able to come out and say that in, in a business setting was kind of interesting.
0: That does sound interesting. Um, A lot of my childhood was 4-H and um, American Legion auxiliary type things. And one of those moments for me was I went to, and I think it was a week-long leadership training retreat with American Legion, and it was called Freedom Foundation. And it was Mm -hmm. in Valley Forge, um, Pennsylvania. And there was a... It was a pretty big group of kids. Um, This was June... I was in junior year, but we had all high school levels there. And at one point, somebody asked me, I can't remember how we got on the topic, but I did the whole, I'm a Wiccan and this is what Wicca is, that whole conversation that I've had several times. And Mm -hmm. I look back on it when I was younger and go, and just cringe, like I didn't have all the information. (laughs) What was I doing talking? But... It kind of it worked out for the best because the group that half of the group was very respectful Mm -hmm. Um, the other half of the group so it was two waves of buses from the airports that other group just only got the tertiary like everyone's whispering so it was a little bit more difficult to kind of go no and ease into being like no 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 I'm fine I'm not gonna turn you into a toad (laughs) um, type thing so, you actually brought up my next topic. Yes. What is your practice today? How would you describe it?
1: Um, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. My, my practice is, I call it cobblestoning. Um, taking a little bit from different religions, different deities, um, what I feel is pertinent to what I need mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And just like a cobblestone road... Put the put the stones in the road to create the path and it may lead me to a more steady path or I could keep cobblestoning for the rest of my life but it's not about the destination it's about the journey
0: that's so true so
1: I, I kind of feel I, I take a little bit and especially right now I'm, I'm kind of following a little bit more of the Norse mythologies and deities um, I've kind of taken a little bit uh, a little bit of uh, Buddhism mm-hmm. and I mean I, I still I also stay true to my roots. I still take part in some of the uh, Christianity um, teachings. And one of the big things that I, I kind of pull away from it personally mm-hmm. is I don't. I, I don't follow the teachings of the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I follow the teachings of the man himself, of Jesus when he right. was on Earth. And it's more of a I don't want to be told this is what that means. No, right. I want to discover it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I kind of take a lot, a lot from that in every aspect. You know, I, I, I kind of view, I kind of view church as a school. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you what to believe and tell you how to do things. But I believe true religion, no matter what deity you choose, it's a personal experience between you and your deity. Mm-hmm. That's what religion should truly be about. Mm-hmm. So that's me. That's what I believe.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. What about you? What,
1: what do you follow?
0: Well, as I said before, I am a Wiccan. I classify myself as an eclectic Wiccan. I've been with a group of... Uh, feminist, for lack of a better word, which is in the coven in Georgia. When I came out here, I started practicing and doing a lot of Sabbath work with the reclaiming group in Arizona. I do like a lot of reclaiming and fairy tradition ideas and ideals. um, But I can't really say I am a a fairy or a, or a reclaiming witch specifically. I am because I practice with them, but I'm not in the terms of when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like I said, I'm an eclectic Wiccan. And what you'd hear a lot of people describe eclectic is, is very much like your cobblestone path. You take what you need and you use it. i am um, gotten a lot better. My New Year's resolution is to use my magic for myself. I was... A 911 witch. I'd only do magic when I had a desperate need. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to realize that a desperate need for magic is a lot less of a strenuous kind of rigor than what I've been using. Yeah. I, I've also been going through some hard times recently with n- severe injury and some stressful situations at work and personal financial matters and realizing that... I have the power to fix those myself is, well, very empowering, (laughs) and um, I've been writing down spells that just need to be repeated. And one worked fabulously and terribly and <laughs> blew back straight in my face. And I guess maybe that's why I was a little timid with the second one that I've recently been working on. But it kind of, it falters and works a little bit and then it doesn't. But it's also, um, these two kind of influenced other people's behaviors. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit on the, what if you color code them on the gray side, I don't necessarily believe in color coding magic. It's what you do with it. Um, None of it was supposed to harm anybody, uh, though I obviously harmed myself. Um, None of it was supposed to do anything against anybody's will that would have opposed on them negatively, obviously. Right.
1: Kind of like the the first law of robotics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was supposed to be for the better of, Everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little hard to deal with somebody who's stubborn headed. And in both situations, I was dealing with two individuals who are very stubborn headed.
1: Hey, I'm sorry, I can be very stubborn. I know that.
0: <laughs> None of these were for you. Dear. I know, I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, my daily practice kind of has been slipping. I usually start the day off looking at either the Papago Mountains or Camelback and calling the elements and just asking them to be with me through the day. Um, I'm very spiritual. I've been described as a book witch before because I'm just constantly reading something. As slow of a reader as I am. I'm actually taking a break. I am reading American Gods. It is the first fiction book I have read in two years. Wait,
1: I, am, I almost choked on my water. <laughs> You're taking a break from witch books?
0: I am taking a break from witch books. I started to walk a pagan path, and I put it down because I was going on vacation, and I wanted to read American Gods while I was on vacation. I have okay. yet to finish it, but I am past the halfway mark. Okay, good. And I laughed out loud last night at the point, if, if you haven't listened or watched Spo- or read. Alert. Spoiler alert. Yes, big spoiler alert. You know, the point where Shadow is in the forest and he sees one of the ravens. Mm-hmm. And the raven flies on the tree and he's like, Hugin, Mugin, whoever you are, what the fuck? And the bird's like silent, so he's like, say never more. And the bird goes, fuck you. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you didn't know, we're going to cuss. Sorry.
1: Yeah, this is like PG-13 uh, sometimes on our...
0: Yeah. Well hopefully we don't describe anything that puts us over the R. You
1: you never know. I mean there have been some experiences that could lead to it.
0: Oh well r- ritual sex. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, using some fly ointment for enjoy mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're going exactly. with this. Let, be, warning. Be, be warned. Be
1: warned, just because there are people that I know of personally that do deal with sexual magic hmm so
0: and we're not going to censor them when they come yeah, on no just let the f-bombs fly free
1: C- censorship and and this is this is a big shout out to a couple of friends censorship is the murder of a great idea So, yes.
0: Yes. So, anyway, I got to that point last night, and I laughed out loud. Everyone's like, what? And I'm like, it would be Hugin or Mugen who would say, fuck you to Evermore. It was Mugen. Was it?
1: It was Mugen. You're
0: the one who was all like, I don't think it's Odin. Just wait and see. It's fucking Odin. You're a jerk. I was like, he's telling you it's not Odin. Oh, wait. It's Odin. I knew it was Odin. Yeah. And the spider...
1: The spider was um, awesome. That
0: love, I fell in love with that. But who's the guy who he can't remember? That's what I'm like. Who is
1: that? Oh, um, yeah. I'm not going to get into that.
0: Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't read American Gods, hopefully I didn't spoil the whole thing for you. It's actually really worth reading as a witch because even if you don't know these deities they're talking about, you're going to go and read up on them, and you're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the deities that I have already met through the book aren't your normal. Deities, Mm -hmm. they're not, and we haven't met Persephone or Hades yet. You are not going to get names that you really recognize unless you have a Eastern European descent. Um, So,
1: I and the the one thing I do love about American gods is it brings in these new deities that don't really have a name, but they've been created because of just people's imagination, right? You know, like uh, like Techno Boy, he's the god of technology. Right. Uh, you have media. She's the goddess of uh, of all social media and all media inputs. Oh goodness! So it's kind of interesting to see. Number one, the writers take on it, but mm-hmm. also what what we can take away as millennial pagans as to be careful what type of deities we choose to follow, because even ones that we don't choose to follow could present themselves to us. Well, that's
0: like a lot of people are talking about, well, Diana, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, is a deity, essentially. And then, okay, what does that make Batman? Is he a Hades-type figure? We see Mm -hmm. a lot of that, in DC actually covers that stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Um, Have you seen or watched or read, um, well, have you played Wolf Among Us? Not yet. Okay, but so I have
1: I have seen some playthroughs.
0: Wolf Among Us is based on a comic book series called Fable, and in Fable, the fables, the stories we tell ourselves: Snow White, the big bad wolf, the three little pigs, all of these spirits survive off of us remembering them Mm -hmm. and our love for them so cinderella is strong invincible practically immortal because of how much love that is behind her um big b can be a big b big bad wolf Wolf, can be bigger stronger scarier because of the fear of the big bad wolf So it's kind of like if American Gods, if you look at it that way, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of connection with that. The more they're remembered, the stronger they are. The more they're revered, the stronger they are. So anyway, that's my two cents on my current reading. (laughs) Okay. Are you reading anything fun? What are you doing for your education? ongoing adult education
1: um not not,
0: whiskey
1: yeah not not whiskey um not really too much right now i've I've actually been a little unfortunately a little bit caught up in work um but that's kind of smoothing out right now Mm because it's kind of a new position for me so i've kind of had to dive headlong into it but i have been doing a little bit more practicing in uh Pretty much the divining, uh, definition arts.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, so. you just had a class on pendulums. Yep, we
1: did uh, pendulums. We actually just had a class on runes.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: next one is scrying.
0: Mm.
1: And which I have my beautiful Odin's eye, which is this really nice uh, orb that actually looks like it has an eye. It's a black orb with a white eyeball in it.
0: Did you buy that after Yule? No. Oh. I
1: actually purchased this years ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: um went uh, actually went with a couple of friends we decided just as a day trip to go to the court site rock and gem show and i just saw this thing and i literally like i was like this is beautiful i like this and i set it down and i turned around and it was right there again <laughs> and i'm like Okay, yeah, that's, that's really nice. And I kind of turned and I went down down a little bit, uh, little ways on that same table, and it just happened to show up again on the other end of the table. And I looked back, and it was the exact same one. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, somebody somebody really wants me to buy this. Whether it was the the clerk just messing with me, or <laughs> Odin, or whoever, just going buy me, buy me.
0: Christmas will tell you. Yeah, yeah. I walk into a store and I'm like, okay, who's singing to me? Mm-hmm. And it's a, amethyst being my birthstone. I'm one of those odd ones who do, does have a big relationship with her birthstone. And if, nine times out of ten, it's a piece of amethyst going, hi, hello. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, calm down, calm, 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 calm your britches, your crystal britches. Yeah,
1: but it. it- I bought it, had it up for years, never really thought anything of it. I just thought it was a nice little beautiful piece.
0: We knew you'd come to it. Yeah. And then
1: <laughs> I saw it and I was literally, it just moved into my new space and it had been packed away for two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pulled it out. I'm like, I know where this is going. Oh. So I put it right on my altar and it has not moved since.
0: Yay. Very good.
1: So, and I'll be bringing that to uh, to the scrying class to work with it.
0: Yay, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, pendulums, I've always had good work with pendulums. I had a pendulum as a child, and I was playing with it, and it kind of occurred to me that it was talking to me at one point. So I was like, okay, um, not knowing actually how to use a pendulum, I was like, swing this way. For this answer, swing, swing this way for that answer. And I asked a few questions. And one of the questions I asked was, um, do I already know the person I'm going to marry? Answer was yes. And then I said, and I tried to go through a list of names. And obviously, it wasn't the name of the person who I considered soon now be my ex, despite no law marriage occurred. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Okay, that's kind of creepy because I did at that time of my uh, mm-hmm. doing that know him as a person and know who like know of him. We went we were in school together. So now it's just like I can't repeat that. It's yep. not gonna work this time. <laughs> so it was it was just interesting to realize that I've, I had that there. And then when I started learning more about pendulums, they still kind of work for me. I have a pendulum, mat, and I have one pendulum now that really speaks to me.
1: I found a, a really awesome pendulum mm-hmm. actually actually in Jane's, uh, Jane's shop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I've never seen another pendulum like this. There's no stone. It's mm-hmm. completely metallic. Mm-hmm. And it would be great in a bar fight because <laughs> it's pointed on the end.
0: And I snorked. <laughs>
1: Well no, I I saw it, I was like, I've never seen another pendulum like this and I just kinda of picked it up and it just started spinning and I'm like
0: Did you name it Barfight? No, no. <laughs> um, but it
1: just it just started going around in circles. I'm like and I I kinda of turned uh, I kinda of turned and I was like, I, I think I'm supposed to buy this. <laughs> and she just kind of looked back and she's like, Yeah, I'll ring you up.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I'm okay. I love how she does that too. She's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. something, something special is happening right here and happens
1: every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So, what do you think? Ah,
1: I think uh, they got to know us a little bit better, but uh, I think. One of the things we need to do is uh-huh. let people know how to find us.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. So uh, you've been listening to Millennial Pagan Podcast. Yes. In case you forgot. <laughs> you can hit us up on Millennial Pagan Pod, all one word at gmail.com and both of us have access to that so you can send over comments questions concerns suggestions please yeah. if you are a millennial pagan in the Phoenix area and you want to come over and talk to us again millennial pagan pod at gmail.com yeah. um to get in touch with me you can email me at autumn.ironwolf at gmail.com or I'm also on twitter at autumn wolf with an e yes and you can also find me on wordpress at iron wolf circle
1: hey have uh you have some writings that you do on there oh
0: yeah i blog you're you're a
1: blogger yeah
0: i'm 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 a witchy blogger so (laughs) you can read some more stuff about me my personal take on some stuff uh my last post uh
1: well, it was it was about the whole situation with the...
0: Uh, um, oh, right, yeah. right, right. How to tell if your teacher being abusive. Yes. So if you're looking for a teacher in your area and you want to make sure that you're picking somebody, I give you some suggestions on how to tell if somebody isn't right for anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Oh, and I did review a movie that hit the, the pagan community called love witch it's actually really good especially if you're into thrillers um, or just love sick puppy dogs who like to <laughs> murder and, that,
1: that, that, that's a great type of movie
0: yeah so uh like i said autumn dot iron at gmail.com Ironwolf circle on wordpress and i believe i have a website out there though i haven't touched it it's probably autumn wolf with the e at the end
1: and uh, of course, you can you can also follow us on uh, on our Facebook page. Oh yeah. yeah, Millennial Pagan Podcast. Just look that up. Uh, we
0: also have a Twitter that's Millennial Pagan at Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Millennial yeah, Pagan.
1: Millennial Pagan. Ah, there we go. Yeah.
0: at Millennial Pagan.
1: Millennial Pagan. And then uh, you guys can find me. I'm, uh, so just so you know, outside of the pagan community, I'm a I'm a cosplayer, uh, and I actually cosplay a a pretty pretty awesome wizard.
0: Mm, dirty path and
1: cosplay. So uh, I'm known as Haggard Hagrid out in the cosplay world, uh, which I have my uh, Facebook page and also uh, my Twitter Twitter handle is also Haggard Hagrid ha- ha- Haggard underscore Hagrid. Um, so definitely, if you guys want to drop in, uh, send me a note. Be more than happy to talk to you guys.
0: All right, and just so you know, some upcoming events going on in the pagan community. Mercury retrograde ended officially today, April fifteenth. Okay. However. Be advised. Everybody I'm reading who actually knows something about the stars say don't sign those contracts and keep watching those words until about the twenty eighth. Apparently this Mercury retrograde has some retroactive <laughs> badness going on behind it.
1: Retroactive retrograde.
0: Oh goodness. It sounds like a
1: great eighties band name.
0: Oh, I think that I think that's my um m- Cover band for, for, um, never mind, I'm done. So, tomorrow, April 16th, we believe is a new moon. Yes, new moon. So, new moons are great for banishing and removing energy or bringing something new into fruition. Mm -hmm. May 1st, as most of us know who follow the Wheel of the Year, is Beltane. Also, if you're in the Phoenix area, Peg and Book Talk Phoenix Valley will be at changing hands Tempe, on may 1st at 6 o'clock in the table by spiritual mm-hmm. spirituality May 5th, and if again, if you're in the Phoenix area, is a meeting for volunteers for Pagan Pride. If you are interested in volunteering for Pagan Pride, please look them up at their Phoenix Pagan Pride Day Facebook page and drop a line. Say, I want to volunteer. I hear they're not desperate yet, but very appreciative of the assistance. Mm -hmm. And I almost forgot something very, very important. We millennial pagan podcast have a patreon yeah and i want to say an extremely special thank you to my dear friend alicia who's already dropped us some patronage she believes in this podcast so much that she's already given us some dollars even,
1: even before we put the first show out
0: right i mean so come on So that, that if, you, if you like what you hear you want to encourage us to keep doing it we already want to come out to pagan pride but we need some more equipment yeah. So if you can head on over to Patreon, Millennial and Podcast, we'd really appreciate anything. Spare change, chump change, couple dollars here, five there, throw us anything.
1: Yes, yes, Any anything, just go ahead, take it out of your pocket, send it to us. We'll take it any way we can get it.
0: Not, not how, like, um, it was described during... The election with the with the old lady sending us dollar bills through the mail. We, we don't have an actual address. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We're just here in Radioland. Yeah. So,
1: But hey, if you just go to Patreon, just go ahead and make sure you look up Millennial Pagan Pod. And uh, it's under... Uh, Autumn Wolf. Under Autumn Wolf. Mm-hmm. So she, she's the one that's heading that up. I'm just here to do all the, all the technical stuff.
0: He's doing the hard stuff for me. <laughs> I get to yes. do the fun stuff.
1: But yeah, and also uh, for anybody listening, that if you guys want to be a part of Millennial, millennial Pagan Podcast, Millennium. Millennial Pagan Podcast, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'd be more than happy to, you know, to talk with you guys, have you guys on the air if you are in the Phoenix area. Um, even if you're not, maybe that we can work something out where we can uh, have you uh, talk to you over Skype or over the phone or something like that, because. We want to hear your stories as well.
0: We, yes. Yeah. We want to know how you feel about the community, how you feel about the world in a pagan perspective. Talk yeah. to us. We're here. Twitter, yes. Facebook.
1: Any way, any way we can get it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess that's it. That's a wrap for the first show.
0: Well, that's Millennial Pagan Podcast signing off.
1: All right. We'll catch you guys later. And blessed be.
0: <laughs> blessed be.